it is Bike Talk here, and it's a Saturday morning in Los Angeles area, and today we're going to be uh, talking to a number of people regarding bike events. Uh, who, who do you have on the phone, Nick? We got Mike Roddy from Race Across America. He'll be calling in in, four, in now 35 minutes. Fantastic. Jesse Peters hopefully will call in. He's another person who's touring America. And Colin Bogart is scheduled to call and in. Colin, he's been doing some work in, in Glendale with infrastructure. Um, I know I was at a event a, a couple weeks ago where he had uh, Charlie Gandy from Long Beach. Mm -hmm. and, and while you're saying, well, what are you doing, Long Beach? Is it Glendale? Is it Long Beach? He was talking about some of the possibilities that have worked in Long Beach um, that might work in Glendale, including road diets and um, – yeah, it's, it's, simple things like Sharos, which isn't expensive. And Nick has just brought out some what, – what is this? This looks like something that, that belongs in some spies kind of attache case. It's just a camera. Oh, my God. That's just sexy, man. Well, it's a – Nick a, has brought out like something that James Bond himself would be envious of. I'm, I'm sure you, you stole that from – which what was the one? Was it Z? Was it? Was it? I I don't know. M or Z? I don't know. But thank down? you because. Oh God! It flashes too. <laughs> Pretty insane. Anyway, um, what what? Well, let's get so back. Yeah, uh, Colin were... Bogart is doing. Um, I I mentioned at his last thing he was talking about how there's all this. There was a cruiser night, and I'm thinking, oh wow, they're gonna have old you know style like bicycle things and stuff like that. And he goes, no no no, that's that's the car culture still in, invading this this action looks pretty good um and he I, I think it's tonight the 17th today's the 17th and and um i know he he had an email out what, for what's tonight what's, looking what's for tonight? cruiser bikes this is in uh glendale there is apparently a they're going to block off i guess one of the uh the blocks there um i think brand or or something and and move in some vintage automobile cars tell me about that Automobile cars. Wait a second. Yeah. Colin is moving. Is no, no. Colin, it's cruiser night. So you see the idea. When you mention cruiser to me, I think of old Schwinn bikes. Right. When you mention cruiser to people in Glendale. Car talk people. Yeah, they think of cars and stuff. And so I said, why, why don't you just invade it with a thousand midnight riders? And he says, well, that sounds like a good idea. So, so they did maybe maybe uh, chicken leather is going to be responsible for some civil unrest. Fumble not not that I really want to, but right. I I feel that if they're really trying to be uh, bike creative, I, I mean, in one sense they are. They're getting more creative. Instead of one week of bike week, he uh, he was able to get the powers that be to uh, put a month of bike uh, events there, including uh, they showed our favorite film or your favorite film. Uh, I, well, no. Let me correct that. Whose favorite it's, film is it? It's, uh, I, I think it's. Uh, is it? The let's bike, just bike say movie? one of the, one of the <clears throat> more seasoned veterans over at the Bike Oven's favorite film, Quicksilver. Uh huh. He looks a little bit like Kevin Bacon if you sort of squint and look with one eye in the dark. <laughs> so, I, I'm just kidding. But uh, okay, that. We we always think of uh, and everybody's always thinking wasn't that shot back east or something? No, it was shot down here n near toe. And there's the phone ending the first half of play with the score. Bike talk one, chicken leather nil. Hello, hello, hi, this is Colin. Hey, Colin, I think we're just talking. I'm talking with chicken leather, and we're talking about all the stuff you're doing. Oh, okay. So uh, what's going on? Are you doing something tonight? Uh, tonight I'm going to an art exhibit in Glendale, actually. 
Why? Oh, we're just saying that you should have a cruiser. Uh, you should invade the the car cruiser event with. Uh... Oh, that's not tonight. It's next month. Oh. Next yeah, month. I just heard you guys talking about it. It's next month. Oh, okay. It's July seventeenth. Are we doing that? Are we doing that? Well, I cruiser? can explain on if you want. You know, I can explain what's going on with that. Well, we might as well because we're. Yeah. Yeah. That, that'd be great. So, uh, uh, am I on? Am I on the air? I'm not on the air right now. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just threw you on the air. Well, okay. what are you wearing, Colin? <laughs> <laughs> what am I wearing? You can hear that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, no, no, that's not a real question. Okay. But if you have an answer, totally go. That's a real question. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize we were already on the air. I figured. Okay. What are you, what are you wearing? Uh, what am I wearing? I'm wearing um, shorts mm -hmm. and um, wool socks. Uh -huh. And uh, uh, an old gray T-shirt. Cool. So um, the, there you uh, go. There you go, chicken. The uh, morning breakfast attire. I, I'm thinking you can wear anything and bike bike in it. That's what I was going for. Ah. You don't have to get up and dress up in spandex to go out on a bike ride, right? Oh yeah, no, I could, I could. I, I've ridden in this very outfit. Definitely. So you can hear chicken leather right now because I didn't know we had that. I could hear. I can hear him. Pretty good. Yeah, you guys are, We've gone outside the parameters of telephones. Now. You guys are even more high tech than you thought. Wow. wow. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, actually, I, I was I heard a little bit of what you were saying before I called in, and Cruise Night is um, is a huge event in Glendale. They've been I forget how many years they've been doing it, um, and it, the idea is that you know they they have all these classic cars on display, like '50s hot rods and stuff like that, and it, it's definitely got kind of this '50s vibe because like I think this year Chubby Checker is performing. Wow. And, and they've got like a, a, a... How old is he? I don't know. Um, you know, and they've got like a, a, a Beach Boys tribute band and I don't know what else. But anyway, so <clears throat> it's it's like one of their biggest events every year. And um, they block off a big chunk of Brand Boulevard for it. And basically, um, the Parks Department runs it. And, and the project I'm working on... You know, our original partner in it was the Parks Department, and mm -hmm. so anyway, I asked them if we could have a booth, and they said sure. And so what we're what we're looking to do is we're looking to sort of do the bike equivalent, where we want to have like some really cool bikes on display, so people can see that that's a great bikes idea. are really cool too. Um, and I'm actually copying. Um, there's a couple of guys um, in Glendale, one of whom was their, uh, one of the um, original board members, Phil Franco. Mm -hmm. And another guy, Eric Hovland, who years ago they actually did this at one of the uh, cruise nights. I'm not sure which year they did it. They told me about it. Mm -hmm. wow. And um, anyway, we were talking to some people, and, and we said, well, let's do it again. So the, the date and the, and the place? So it's Saturday, July 17th, and it's Brand Boulevard. Um, I believe it's the main uh, section of Brand Boulevard, like between Colorado and the 134 freeway. That's kind of the the heart of the city mm -hmm. and um, I don't know exactly where our booth is going to be yet I think they said we're on um, right near California Street I think is what they said but uh, is, is there an online uh, place where we can <coughs> details or map or something yeah there's a uh, if you there's a there's a website for the city of Glendale mm -hmm. um, which I I'm, unfortunately I couldn't tell you the, the URL off the top of my head but if you just google city of Glendale California and then um, basically what you do is um, on the home page of the website, up in the top right corner, there's a little box that says what's hot. Uh -huh. And you can scroll through all these different things, and, or it automatically scrolls for you. And I can guarantee you at some point 
there's a flyer that comes up for cruise night. You can click on it. Is uh, is it ci.glendale.ca.us? That sounds like it. Okay. Yeah. Catchy. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a city thing, but anyway, uh, so yeah, but it's, um, <clears throat> it's Saturday, July 17th, and it's going to be from, uh, uh, 5.30 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. It's free, um, and, uh, from what I understand, it's huge, it's just massive, and we, we kind of talked about the idea of trying to, you know, have a lot of people show up and sort of ride through and everything, but I don't think you're going to be able to, because I think it's so jam-packed with people. Um, that, you know, trying to actually ride through it would be nearly impossible. The streets are blocked off, but mm-hmm. I would definitely encourage, you know, everybody to come down. Um, and right now what we're doing is we're just, we put a call out, you know, a public call out saying, hey, you know, if you've got a really, you know, if you've got a really cool classic bike, uh, vintage, custom, low rider type bike, um, uh, and you're interested and you're willing to sort of loan it to us for the evening, we'd like to put it on display. Because we're going to have a booth space, and we want to have, like, as many bikes as we can fit in the space just kind of there for people to see so people can see, hey, bikes are beautiful and mm-hmm. and cool, too. So lowrider, that's, like, a, that's the type? A lowrider type bike or just a really cool vintage bike. I mean, we're kind of open on that. Mm-hmm. You know, we just basically, given that all the cars that are going to be there are all going to be sort of show cars of one sort or another, you know, we're kind of looking for the sort of bike equivalent. So we're looking for show bikes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, anything, you know, I mean, if somebody <clears throat> walked up with a really beautiful penny farthing, I'd be amazed. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, they're just looking for some really beautiful um, bikes to put on display so people can see. Great. And you have a lot of events going on in Glendale. Yeah, we were, uh, we did a whole, we did a whole series of events in May as part of Bike Month. We got the city to uh, do an official uh, pro- proclamation declaring May Bike Month in Glendale and, and May 20th Bike to Work Day. And we did, like, I had, like, like 14 different events. We did, like, two history rides. We had guest speakers. We did documentary screenings. We uh, had a pre-Bike to Work Day fair. Um, was this just mainly you, or was there a whole group of people working on this? Well, I, I was sort of, um, it was a little of both. Um, there, you know, there were some, some things that I did. I mean, there was always people that I partnered with. I didn't do it in no way that could I've ever done all of this just myself. Um, like we did, two, we did two history rides, and I, I had a lot of help um, from uh, some really cool people who were uh, with the Glendale Historical Society in terms of you know deciding what locations we wanted to visit and that sort of thing. And then they also we also got together and scouted out you know our, the route for the ride. And, and and then when the ride actually happened, those individuals it was a mainly Scott Lowe and Arlene Vidor, uh, two Glendale residents involved with the historical society. They they basically led the ride and did all the talking, and I kind of handled the logistics of the ride. Um, that was those were our probably our two most successful events. Um, and then like all the documentary screenings that we did, and we had um, <clears throat> we had some guest speakers. Gil Garcetti came and spoke and talked about his new book. Um, Paris Women and Bicycles and did a yeah. slide presentation and talked and and uh, like you mentioned a few minutes ago Charlie Gandy came and he, he gave a talk um, and you know that was uh, you know all that all the stuff that happened at the library was definitely thanks to collaboration with with the library itself I mean they you know they, they gave us the space for free um, the Glendale know, Library 
the Glendale Library. We did it. We did all of it at the Glendale Central Library, their main location near downtown. And the the, the space that they let us use is just huge. I mean, it holds like a couple hundred people. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, they can they can screen movies in there. They can have people speak, whatever. And they just you know, they let us use the space. They helped to promote the events. We put a we uh, we put a bicycle right in the middle of the of the library. Um, you know, and, and put flyers all over it yeah. to promote bike months. And, you know, they put it in their official promotional materials for the month. And so they, you know, they were really a big help. And, you know, the fact that they just gave us the space for free was way cool. Cause, you so know, you're gonna, are you going to continue stuff like that? Well, that was, that was, was really a, a bike month. that was a bike month effort. Yeah. I mean, that was really a push for bike months. Um, you know, we had, <clears throat> we had done, uh, you know, bike to work day last year, and and I, you know, I got a number of local uh, bike shops to agree to host pit stops for bike to work day, and so we were coming up to this year and just thinking about, you know, how could we sort of ratchet this up a little and make it bigger than it was last year. And the library had already suggested to us the the woman who's the director of the library department is a cyclist, and it was it was actually her idea. She's like, well, why don't we do like you know, have you know. Uh, speakers come and talk or, you know, do screenings or show mm-hmm. movies or, you know, I mean, a lot of this was kind of her suggestion. I was like, Isn't it, wow, we can do that? <laughs> I, I've had some experience when you when you go to a place and you're trying to do some bike event and then you find the person there, the manager or something, is a is a bike, is a biker, is a cyclist. Yep. It's kind of like a secret underground society that helps exactly. each other out. Exactly. And so she she kind of, you know, had the original suggestions and then we just sort of followed through on it and she was very generous and said, "Look, you know, if, if you know, as long as as long as the space is open, and we haven't already booked it for something. You're welcome to it, and that's just wonderful, and fantastic. You know, we're talking about, yeah. you know, I don't know what we're going to do next year yet, um, but I do know that um, one of the things they want to do is, I guess, a- in April, I- April is a month where they, you know, it's I guess Library Appreciation Month or something like that, and they really want to promote their libraries. So we're talking about doing a thing next April where." Um, um, people will like be encouraged to ride to all the different library branches around Glendale, and they'll, they'll wow. have like yeah. they have like a little passport or something, and you know you get a stamp for each one that you ride to. And there's cool. a couple of libraries that are way up at the top of big hills, and so you'll get like bonus points for the cool. <laughs> for the challenging ones. And then we're trying to figure out well what what will the sort of what will the reward be? What will the prize be? Oh, well, some, that's that's easy. It's the tour to books. Tour to books. Yeah, or, or well, there's, there's, tour there's, there's, to literacy or something. Sure. Like well, but then also if we could throw in some sort of thing where they get a prize or there's a raffle or something like that, it kind of adds maybe, a little more to it. Maybe they could uh, cancel your fines. <laughs> or, or... That's a great idea. <laughs> I will. I, I, that is, actually. Because <laughs> they can do that really easily. Yeah. <laughs> it's not <laughs> all these money, delinquent man. book borrowers um, doing bike rides. <laughs> yeah. You have some amnesty. <laughs> That'd be great. Some motivated readers. Yes. Well, that would that would sort of feed the feed the the kitty then, so to speak. You check out books, and if you keep them too long, then now you don't have to pay it if you make the ride. Yeah. So you're you're also in the LACBC, right? Yeah. Well, I I am officially an employee of the Bike Coalition. Um, the project I'm working on in Glendale is a is funded by a grant that the Bike Coalition received from the LA County Department of Public Health, and I'm. Um, my focus is Glendale, and I'm actually embedded at the city. I have a desk in the uh, public works engineering department right now. Do you sleep and under your desk like like uh, 
like Charlie Costanza and, and uh... <laughs> no I don't but you know it's funny you mention that because there's a guy uh, who sits next to me he's a city engineer he sleeps under this and sometimes he we have we have some we're kind of tucked away in a corner and we uh, and it, you know it's all these cubicles with the little barriers that you can't see over you know and um, we've got this sort of barrier and a and a and a desk sitting there that nobody actually uses on a regular basis. And sometimes he does crawl under that desk and take a nap at lunchtime. Because <laughs> there have been a few times where I've come back from lunch and I'm like, his name is Sal, and I'm like, where's Sal? And then I see he's like laying under the desk. Oh, there so you go. He'll take a nap. <laughs> he'll take a nap down there sometimes. That, that's an old Seinfeld. George Costanza used to have like like a TV set and a little <laughs> all this stuff under his desk to sleep. But you guys are actually doing things. You're not sleeping on the job. No, no, no. I just read a report uh, or an email the other day about. Uh, your stance on this, uh, uh, the, the, first of all, your stance on what happened uh, at critical mass, then the police's response, and then, of course, the mayor finally came out like about a week and a half later mm -hmm. and wrote a letter that he was disturbed. But um, you, you've been up on this, which I thought was kind of good. We're just wondering, are you, are you, I know you, Colin, and this is where maybe you could talk about this, mm -hmm. You call in not as a member of LACBC, but just as a bike rider. I see at so many events, mm -hmm. and the, and you got to remember, it's like you you still go to events. There's a lot of people that I never see at these events. In uh, fact, some of them, there's even been some sort of sneer that they drove to a bike event, and I'm saying, well, you know, at least they're here at the bike event. It doesn't matter how they got here. Yeah. So, so critical yeah. mass. Oh, sorry. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, what I what happened at at critical mass is, I mean, clearly the, the police need to, you know, clean the house and, and they need to do something about the way they treat cyclists. And it goes beyond just critical mass. I mean, you know, I read the, and it goes beyond group rides even. I mean, it just goes to the, to the fact that, you know, they're harassing cyclists. I mean, you know, I think we've all read the, the accounts of like cyclists being stopped for traffic violations and being handcuffed things like that and it's just that's that's outrageous mm -hmm. i mean there's just no reason for that sort of thing well they do that for everybody don't they it's, is it because bicyclists have some sort of hidden kind of uh kung fu kind of creed that you know, they, they learn or something I, I don't really i don't really know what the motivation is behind it um I, it doesn't make sense to me um so you know i'm encouraged i'm encouraged by what's happening you know, with what the um, what the chief of police is doing and saying, it, it it does seem that they're making an effort to 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 clean their clean up their act and, and yeah. improve relations. Um, so you know, uh, and I think it's going to be you know the proof will be in what they do, and we'll, you know we'll all have to keep an eye on it and and continue dialogue with them and 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 hold them accountable. Um, but it sure seems like. Um, they're making an effort in, in any case, um, you know. And the same goes, the same goes in Glendale. Really, I mean, my main focus is in Glendale, of course. I spend m most of my time and energy focused on that. But you know, similar situation. I actually had the the officer who's in charge of uh, of the traffic bureau for Glendale Police um, call me after he read the, the the stories about what happened at Critical Mass last month. Hmm. He called me. He was like, T "Tell me what's going on here." He goes, "This just sounds completely outrageous." He, and he wanted to understand what was going on and what it was all about. And I explained it, and he, he was just like, "Well, that's just that's just unacceptable. That's 
it, it's funny because behavior, so it's kind of like, yeah. okay, good to hear. <laughs> you you talk about this as um, like it just happens one day, but uh, we have an ongoing kind of relationship. I know you do, and sure. I do as being yeah. part of the media or whatever, talking to to cops all the time, and yeah. and. When something like this happens, it, it strains a relationship, but it, it's nice to be able to, I, I mean, I went up to uh, an officer, a, a bike patrol officer, Officer Gordon, uh, last week when we were at a something unrelated to the bike scene, just said, well, it's good to be working with you again, or whatever. Mm -hmm. and, and just on that comment, I think it's it's also good just to keep those, what, what we call a... a areas of communication open and stuff and and that's why i ask you is that why you go still go to these i mean you still go as a bike rider to some things or is it just because you want to have fun like the rest of us um oh i'd say you know a lot of the stuff that you've seen me at i was there because i wanted to have fun yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know um so nobody was bending your arm and saying that you're part of an organization to go there right no <laughs> no no there's no like there's no like official assignment like Okay, Colin, you're going to go to this event, and Arisha, you're going to go to that event, and Dorothy, you're going to go to that event. Uh -huh. I mean, I think we're all, you know, all of us who who, who go to these events and bike rides. I mean, we're we're cyclists too, and we, you know, we're just going for the fun of it. Well, um, that's that's great. You know, and uh, I don't I don't go to as many as I used to, but I, I still try to make some of the rides. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I remember actually, Chicken Leather, I remember seeing you the night of that critical mass ride and how you had been unable to catch up with it or something. Oh, yeah, that that, that was a long story uh, <laughs> that, that we'll save for another time. We'll edition. save for maybe another time, okay. Maybe talk is cheap. Well, Colin, we, we want to thank you uh, for calling us and telling us about that. Thanks, Colin. Sure and, thing. And we're, um, we're actually uh, going to probably see you. I know Dorothy's doing a ride today about... Uh, more than folk in the historic Filipino thing that you mentioned it. So yeah. maybe maybe I'll be heading out a little bit early and catching that. All right. All right. Hey, thanks a lot. Sure thing. Bye. All right. Bye. That was, of course, Colin Bogart uh, telling us about. Wait, wait, wait. That was, of course, Colin Bogart telling us about Glendale. How are we talking through the mics when the mics are all? Oh, I, I was talking through. Our our phone is interconnected now. So, bike talk. Bike talk. Bye. Hi, this is Mike Roddy calling for Nick. Great, thank you so Hi, much. Hi, Mike. How you doing? How's it going? That's really good. <laughs> I we we just um, read about Race for America. You know, I had heard of RAM, but I didn't. I hadn't heard of Race for America, so I was a little confused. Well, no, I participated in RAM, Race Across America. I know, but I I, I forgot. I didn't realize at first that Race Across America was RAM, which I've heard about, and then I, I just got confused. But it's not important. So, okay, yeah, yeah, they're um, one and the same. So tell me about it. How's it going? Um, it finished this morning for the team that uh, I crewed for, which was uh, Team JDRF, uh, the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. So a lot of the teams uh, ride for a charity of, of one sort or another. Mm -hmm. So they finished this morning um, at about 8.15 in Annapolis, Maryland, which is where I am. Mm -hmm. um, with a time of six days and ten hours, something like that. Six days and ten hours, wow. So is that... To, like a, to get across the United States, it only took you that long? Correct. So they're riding wow. 24 hours a day. Oh, my wow. God. How's That's that insane. In a, in a relay format, you know, so it's like half an hour. They have... Uh, it was a tandem team, 
so they have eight riders and four bikes. And then, um, so a pair will go on for 30 minutes and then another pair and then another pair. So you ride for 30 minutes and, uh, have about an hour and a half of rest before your next pull. Wow. And so you have, uh, cars or trucks that go along and support truck. Yeah, yeah, there's a number of support vehicles. For our team, uh, there was four total. There were two race racer vans, you know, the ones that ferried around the racers. Um, then the rules of the race call for a follow vehicle that stays directly behind the rider. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes three. And then there was an RV that went from checkpoint to checkpoint, sort of leapfrogging. And uh, it had, like, a double staff. So... When people got tired, then they swapped with their counterparts, and then they would go on. It's like a shift on, shift off kind of thing. So how much money does it take to put on a, a team? To, to um, the, the RAM organization says that you should have $20,000, but um, a lot of people have done it for less, and it depends on, you know, like what kind of choices you want to make and that sort of thing. Uh, you know, you need at least the fuel for multiple vehicles. If you already own the vehicles, you got to have the bikes. Like, if you're starting from scratch, it's going to take a fair amount of money, but there aren't any bike requirements, you know. Most people are riding uh, expensive road bikes, but there's no rule that that's got to be the case. Yeah, so who won? Um, so a guy uh, of some sort of European origin, who <laughs> I don't remember right now, <laughs> his last name is... Uh, is Rubik or Urubik or something hey, like that. I've heard that and before. He, he invented a cube, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. So he was, uh, he was the solo winner, um, and they stagger the starts. So the women competitors start first, then the, the solo women, then the solo male, and then teams start a couple days later with the idea that they'll all sort of arrive at approximately the same time. How does that work? They arrive at the same time. Well, because uh, so we started last Saturday, um, but the the solo men started the Thursday before that, and it takes longer for them, you know, because they don't have the assistance of a team. So the fastest crossing ever by a solo was eight days and something. Wow. Um, the fastest crossing ever by a team is five days and something. Wow. Um. So, but it doesn't matter so much. Uh, well, of course it matters, but but you're you're raising money for your for your uh, foundation. Yeah, some you know a lot of people are, and that was um, aside from winning, you know, the principal cause for this team and the one I became a part of. Uh, they want to raise awareness, and they had a hundred thousand dollar goal uh, for fundraising right. for Ram. I don't know, you know, I'm not the bookkeeper. I don't know if that happened or not. But some people just do it, you know, for the camaraderie and the fun and the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, the teams generally are organized around some sort of charitable sort of thing. So 100000 for all the different charitable donations that are going on to put together? Or? No. Uh, the Our team's goal was $100,000, and um, the teams together generally raise more than a million okay. in, in doing the race. How many teams? I think okay. something around 40. Wow. Awesome. And there's there's different classifications. There's four-man teams, uh, eight-man teams, two-man teams, and then, uh, like, age divisions as well as um, men, women, or mixed. So it's a huge event. 
Yeah, it, it really is big, but the funny thing about it that kept striking me is the anonymity of the race as it uh, rolls through the country. Mm-hmm. Because you, you go through all of these places and people have no idea what's going on. The checkpoints are at Walmart, parking lots or McDonald's, you know, or gas stations, and people are just going about their daily lives, and then all of these bicyclists and all these vehicles are coming through. It, it sounds like Sandlot Racing. It's like, I'll meet you over there where the fence meets up with the, the end of, <laughs> of Walmart, and, and we'll go from there for 600 miles or something, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was interesting to me because, like, people are just watching it go by and totally oblivious. Or, you know, the race has been going for 28 or 29 years, so almost three decades, mm-hmm. but it still doesn't have a lot of visibility. Oh my God! Are you, now, just from a physical point of view, what what kind of you must be in great shape doing this in such a short time? I mean, that's like no. Well, you know, I, don't, I was a crew member only, so oh, I didn't well, do any rides. Still, I but, was going to ask, yeah, what? Because yeah, when I called you, you were putting, you were assembling a racing bike. Something. Um, yeah, I was uh, the mechanic for the team and also filled duties as a navigator. So how was it? What was I like? was great. It was great. It was. I mean, it's one of those situations where the like, tension is really high in places, and you sort of get to find out who's who among the people that you're working with. You know, it's a it's a true colors kind of display um, because like people are overworked, they haven't had enough sleep, they're getting snappy at each other, and um, but I really liked it. I mean, there's some like really stressful sort of high tension moments, but. You test yourself and see see how you come out in that kind of situation. I, I think a reality show would be a good thing yeah. for this. <laughs> or or yeah, at least they would you, probably... could, you, you were a navigator. We'd like to know what happens. Do you ever get lost or, or something or misplace your um, keys or something? you got to be leaving in 10 minutes? Or... <laughs> Unfortunately, the, we had a, like a couple of fumbles, um, but n- no rider ever went more than like a tenth of a mile off of the route before discovering what was wrong and putting them back to the course so here Although, i'm joking and it really has happened oh my god that's insane yeah i mean other teams have have gotten lost for hours uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> which, which thankfully we didn't uh we didn't have to contend with but you know sometimes like i've never been on the vast majority of the roads that we traveled on you're in missouri and you've got like three turns within the space of a half mile the riders might be going like 28 miles an hour or something like that if they're really cooking and you, you've never been in that town. You've never seen those streets. You know, the street signs are either non-existent or poorly marked. And you're trying to call over a, a PA system that's attached to the top of the van, you know, to yell at these guys to make the right turns. Um, it sounds really, really interesting. So, and then you, how would you sleep, you personally? Um, so we were generally doing like 12-hour shifts. So 12 hours on and then 12 hours off and then just try and sleep as much of those 12 hours off as possible. But there's other stuff to do, and then, you know, the RV is driving down the road as you're trying to sleep, and so it can be pretty difficult. You know, a lot of these roads are, everything is highways, you know, there's no freeways, so there's a lot of rural stuff and, you know, backwoods driving that, like, you know, jars the snot out of you while you're trying to be asleep. And do you have these these high-speed, like, tire changes that you have to do, or is that... <laughs> yeah, 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 we did. So there are a couple of times where, you know, the riders motion for you, and then you want to stop the van, and, you know, you're out of the van, and, like, you're putting a new wheel on for them, trying to throw it back in the rear dropouts as fast as you can, close the skewer, and send them um, back down the road again. Cool. 
Wow. Uh, you know, just riding around here in Highland Park in Los Angeles, there's a number of, let's just say, flora and fauna. Uh, I'm thinking of the coyotes or anything. Did you have to contend with, like, some of the indigenous uh, creatures there? The animals? Yeah. <laughs> uh, mostly it was bug bites, I guess. Yeah. You know, in Missouri in particular, people got chewed up quite a bit. Right. Um, there were a couple of dogs that that nearly made a, a mess of things, you know, uh -huh. by running in the road. Um, there was one deer that I saw that kind of was putting everybody on edge. You know, it's standing, like, right on the side, and you're hoping it doesn't dart out in front of you right as you come by. Yeah. Maybe he's just uh, watching the race, right? <laughs> I mean, thankfully, he stayed put. We didn't have to worry about it. So what do you do when you're not doing this? Um, so, well, that's a good question. I'm looking for employment at the moment. Uh, okay, everybody but, out there, listen in. <laughs> but um, my Thursday evenings are usually spent volunteering uh, at the microwave uh -huh. in Mar Vista, which is uh, a not-for-profit and um, community DIY bicycle shop. That's so, how I got in touch with you, through Steve Matson there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking to Steve. I told him, you know, hey, I'm going to be gone so people can pick up the slack in terms of you know, volunteers not being at a shift or something. And he said, oh, yeah, well, maybe you can talk to these guys about the experience. Microwave is also, uh, uh, they had a day out there that uh, I, I missed because I was in another bike event, uh, a bike share. Is that is that correct? Or they had a day where um, everybody talked about stuff. Uh, I, maybe you weren't in town for that, but it was. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's a number of, there's a, like, you know, there's a fair amount of outreach events and ah. um, eco fest that we try to be at and that kind yeah. of like community sort of you know, events. So you're coming back to the Los Angeles area, I take it? Yeah, so I'm in Maryland uh, until tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock and then flying uh, back to Los Angeles. You'll be here for the Laker uh, big uh, uh, parade <laughs> here. <laughs> I, have no, I have no idea what's happened in the world in the last week. Whatever current events have transpired or been on the front of the newspaper, we're, I, I'm we're totally still out of it. We're still leaking oil somewhere, <laughs> but, but yeah, they, well, they've apologized. Strong. They're going to pay for it, they say. And, yeah, we'll uh, see about that. And just to make things better, uh, Los Angeles beat Boston, but uh, everybody's making more of the beating Boston than they are of winning the championship, which is kind of sad because... I I, uh, I myself was a my my father wasn't a big fan, but there was a certain amount of respect for Bill Russell and the rest of them and stuff. So, I, I sure. guess in cycling it, it would be like, you know, if if uh, are you gonna say Lance? Mr. Mertz. Okay. No, I I could say Lance, but Mr. Mertz goes up the side of the hill, and he's you know he's you, you just have to commend him for going up the side of a hill like five or six right. times or something. Hey, so you you mentioned that Rubik's won won this thing. Um, what about some of the, the lesser-known people that just finished the race? That must be an accomplishment in itself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely more manageable when you do it in a team because if, if you're participating in, in an eight-man team, then your share of the country, the 3,000 miles, is only about like 375. So, you oh, know, it's, only it's 375. Much... <laughs> well, I mean, different people come from like different riding backgrounds, but... That seems to me a lot more manageable than the whole 3,000. <laughs> yeah, I want all the downhill stuff, guys. That's what I'll just tell them. <laughs> no, that actually, that actually is sometimes a point of contention when oh, really? you're doing it with a team because, you know, you're doing these trade-offs and, you know, some people are getting the climbs and some people are getting the descents and hopefully you're, 
you're getting a balance and nobody gets angry. Yeah, you know, lately we've been reading about flooding all across different parts of the United States. These guys ride in all weather, right? It's just like the, yes, the Tour de France, yes. right? Was there? Well, did, thank, thank. Go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, thankfully, the the you know our team just missed everything. There was a storm that hit um, like a day earlier or a day later in Colorado, and was pretty tough on the solo riders. But it was a, it was as close to perfect as you can imagine. Um, I've toured across the country, uh, you know, not in like the six day format, more like the two and a half month see the countryside. Mm -hmm. And there are some hellacious storms that you can get caught out in. So they got pretty lucky on that count. Well, great. It's, it sounds like a really great experience. And uh, let's see, where can, where can people can go to the website, the RAM website, for more information? Yeah, it's, it's raceacrossamerica.org, and then the uh, JDRF website is team jdrf.org uh, and then you know you can read about the history of the race and they have uh, pretty comprehensive results breakdowns and leaderboards and that kind of stuff so people are still finishing right now and probably will continue to finish for the next day or two okay well well, that's that's great. Hey, um, just just one last thing. Being in Los Angeles, uh, they ju they just came out with I guess the bike plan. It's online here. Um, you you being in um, in Santa Monica, the bike road. Uh, you're uh, do you find that people come in and really really uh, ask you about how to get to the bike path or or you know when they're tuning up their bike, do they ever just sort of comment about like, hey, I want to get involved with cross country things or something, or is it just like. I'm doing this just to get to work. I really am not in shape. Can you fix my bike for me? <laughs> no, there's there's a pretty good cross section. Some people uh, come in and and they're really prepping for you know a, a serious tour, and they want to say you know like they want to learn uh, what's going on. So if anything comes up, they can hopefully deal with it uh, on the way. Well, we want to thank you for calling in. Uh, that's Thursday nights. You there at uh, Microwave? Yeah, Thursday evening. But you're going to be taking off, I hope, for for a little bit to recoup from from this uh, hellacious kind of thing you did. No, no, I'll be back next Thursday. There you go, Thursday. Come on down. Maybe we'll get there <laughs> Thursday just to, you know, buy you a beer or something. Please do. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot, Mike. Sure. Keep thanks, guys. Okay. See you. Bye. Here, I he's local. I, I had no idea. I thought he was oh, yeah. just somebody off the top of your head. That you, well, it's like that's fantastic. Yeah, through local connections, we are reaching uh, globally global proportions. Or, or what is that? Internationally, nationally, nationally. We have uh, somebody calling in a couple minutes um, about uh, a tour he's doing, a music tour. Um, he's he's a musician, but he's uh -huh. also linking it with 350.org. Okay, so it. he's reducing his carbon footprint. As you know, 350 is the magic number that uh, scientists say we need to reach with, uh, I think it's carbon... Parts per million. Yeah, parts per million of carbon. Of carbon. That's, that's how the world will function. Anything above that is going to kill us. I think we're at 390 now, so we're trying to get it down. Anyway, um, I, I, I was at the 350 thing, and I hate to say I, 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 I but... There was a, a 350 event down in Hermosa, which uh, the Greensters did some of the parking valet for. Um, cool. We we had it here on Kill Radio, but we got to talk to a lot of politicians about some of the uh, the effects of this. And and one of them, um, I th I think she may have gotten elected to her city council or uh, state council um, regarding 
just just the footprint that things like war make, or uh, um, just if just the choices you can make too. And I, I'm reminded when, when we talked a minute there about uh, Eddie Mertz, he always said, "What are the three things you can do to?" that you should be doing ride your bike ride your bike ride your bike oh you've heard this <laughs> oh that's an easy one but um it was it was funny because i was at the river ride and, and they were passing out cards swarm was passing out cards and it seemed a lot like hey isn't this what cycle says and, and you realize they all overlap after a while that's why somebody says well you guys don't really talk to the the bike kitchen over there being at the bike oven i go what are you crazy we talk to everybody I said, they don't want to hear us, but we talk to everybody. It's kind of like Kill Radio. So anyway, he's calling in with this Tour 350. Is that what it's about, or is he, is it the 350 something else? No, it's he's calling it Tour 350, and it's uh, his. he's actually going to, from gig to gig and by bike, but he got permission from the guy who's doing 350 to call it Tour 350. Well, that's, that's fantastic. You know, sometimes uh, I know the Diddy Bops, who's uh, another – bike band that uh, another band that embraces the bicycle yeah. they biked around and had a veggie diesel van when they couldn't make the whole trip and just like that it's the third quarter the score chicken leather nil bike talk bike talk too hello this is jesse hey jesse how you doing doing good how are you i'm great um we Nick? Just, yeah we just talked to a guy who did uh, race across america and he he have you heard of that tour I have, yeah. They haul ass like 250 miles a day. Right. Is that the one? Is that the one? Yeah, in three yeah. days. Oh, am I on the air? Yeah, you're on the air. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I gotta say that to people. That's cool. So, tell me about your tour, tour 350. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I had done a, a smaller tour last year. It was about 1,200 miles, um, all in New England. I called it the Hub and Spoke Tour, and again, that was with gigs as well. And um, so the hub and spoke just, tour, and it was with gigs. It was, so you you would go from diff, to different towns, and how far did you go then? Um, I did a couple of three hundred mile loops and a six hundred mile loop wow. during that tour over a period of about three weeks. And yeah, I played um, nine or ten gigs um, in Massachusetts, Vermont, and New Hampshire. Oh, okay, so let me get this straight. After a, a day of of writing, you go and perform. I mean, are, strangely are the enough, the most grueling day of that whole tour was the best. Was also, concert. the most satisfying gig. Yeah, <laughs> um, very strange. I had I had biked like seventy five miles in ninety degree heat on no sleep, and I literally got off my bike and started playing, and it was totally fine so Dude, you know, your brain kind of shuts off you know? uh, okay this is this is chicken leather here at Carolina. do do you do something differently i mean what what if you get I, i'm thinking of the two things that are really imperative when when you're a musician or something one mm -hmm. you get vegas throat or or two you get there you know 30 minutes late and they go oh you just missed your your gig or something right right well that, that's never I happened mean, or yeah, that well, that did happen actually in Rochester. I was late. Yeah, but it's um, Rochester. They don't below rather. Man, they don't even have film there anymore, so <laughs> that doesn't matter. But yeah, I mean, you do you do have to, or I have to, uh, be a little con a little bit conscientious in terms of trying to roll into town at a reasonable hour. Oh wow! 
So, uh, so what are you doing this tour? Is it, that, is it uh, is you, are you playing things you've learned from last tour? And, and, uh, is it well, different I, you know, I enjoy the spontaneity of, uh, of that, of the first tour, the, the aspects of it that were spontaneous. Uh, so this tour is, is largely spontaneous. Uh, that is to say, uh, I'm, I'm not able to set up the gigs too far in advance. I did that initially in Massachusetts, Vermont, and New York State. But at this point out, I'm just trying to stay ahead of myself. And sometimes even, um, in fact, recently, I, I just went right into a roadhouse near a campsite I was at in Michigan and um, opened up for a blues band. And, and I also have done that in Chicago mm. on a couple of occasions, just I've been in Chicago for a week because I have lots of family here. So, so that's as far as the music goes. That's um, that's what I'm doing now. You play guitar? Yeah, yeah. And yep. um, do you have music online that we can hear? Definitely. Um, my website is jessepeters.com, J E S S E Peters, and there are some audio clips on there as well as um, a page on the tour and an ongoing blog that I'm keeping. Awesome. So how do you have time to... Are you, are you one of these guys that is riding the bike and texting and tweeting at the same time? No, definitely not. <laughs> I do have my laptop with me. Oh, okay. Um, so you, I'm, you I'm actually, using a Bob trailer. So you, you stop every once in a while to to do this. Usually the, at night. Safe. When, ah, when I'm done for the day. That's that's so nice. Yeah. Wow. I'm... I'm I'm totally impressed. Do you eat differently because you have to perform or vice versa? I, I know that there, there's now nutritionists that go out with band members. It sounds like you have to sort of remember to eat the whole time why, because you're going to have another thing tomorrow morning or something. Well, right. I mean, the whole carving up thing. I mean, it, it, when I'm doing 60 or 70 miles, I'm burning so many calories, I can kind of eat what I want. But I have noticed that when I go into grocery stores... Um, I, I tend to gravitate to the fruit. I, I thought you were going to say I, I go for the ribs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll buy I'll buy a steak once in a while. Yeah, uh, cook it on a stick over a fire <laughs> campsite. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no, a lot of fruit, and um, it seems as though the the constant riding has has gotten me a bit more in tune with um, my body's rhythms. Um, oh. So I, I find myself taking pretty good care of myself uh, as far as as far as food goes. So what kind of bike that you can take all your... I, I'm assuming you're carrying your instrument with you or, yeah. or something. Yeah, so yeah. you're not only carrying you, your your equipment and your support crew, and and what kind of bike is this? Right. This is a 1989 giant AT750 mountain bike. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. This yep. sort of... It, it's, a, it's a heavy thing. You know, it's all chromoly. But it's rugged as hell. Um, I'm using a Bob trailer, the Yak, with no suspension. Wow. Uh, pretty well loaded, actually, with all my camping gear. I've got the guitar strapped onto the top of the trailer, onto the top of the dry sack. So, so, you, so you know, it's a it's a pretty significant rig to be hoofing across the country. Do you know what kind of speed you good you go at? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I spaced my odometer for the first leg um, from 
the coast to Chicago. Um, I did. I used it all throughout the tour last year. I, I average uh, on on moderate terrain. I average about ten. Uh, if it's real hilly, that goes under. If it's real flat, that goes up. Okay. So wow. Yeah. And, and you're from southern Vermont. Yep. What's it like in Vermont? Vermont is very hilly. So training for this was, you know, uh, basically the, the training I did was as serious as anything that I encountered um, mm-hmm. when I started. I, I went through the Adirondacks, so that was that was the only real hills I encountered so far. Um, so, and how many miles did you go this time? Um, well, thus far, I've gone in the neighborhood of a thousand. I um, it's probably more than that. I've had a, about two hundred miles worth of rides um, since I started total, and the rest was all me. And uh, yeah, I would say I've biked about a thousand miles. Um, yeah. So how how many miles between gigs usually? Or how far mm-hmm. between gigs? That varies um, between. I, I can't really, I can't really figure on more than seventy. That's that's a pretty long day. So and, and fifty I, to seventy, say fifty to seventy. So how many? How many? How many weeks have you been on this time? Um, well, I've been. I left uh, the Massachusetts coast on um, actually on May seventeenth. Not all of that time has been riding. Um, so it's it's been a month since I left, but I I just spent an entire week in Chicago. And prior to this, I had uh, four or five days that I, that I was not riding um, during the first part. So my three cousin, and a half weeks of riding. Um, my cousin's a musician in Chicago. I should I should hook you up. Then. But um, so would you have any more questions, uh, Chicken Leather? This this is just insane, man. I think you're setting a trend. I'm I'm hoping that Metallica goes out on on, on little kitty bikes or, or, uh, I mean, we we were talking before this. Uh, uh, you've heard of the Diddy Bops? They did a, a yeah. similar bike tour, but they were there were four of them. I mean, you're doing this by yourself. Do you ever get? I mean, do people ever come up next to you and go, w- w- "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> I get it all the time, and I love it. You know, people, oh, that's great. Yeah, it's great. It's definitely. Every single day, I have somebody, or more than one somebody, inquiring. Um, sometimes I just get these open-mouthed gapes, you know. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> but but more often than not, people are just just interested, and you know, I got a lot of a lot of support. Are you are you creating as you go along? I mean, there, there's a lot of people that that talk about how they used to write great songs on the road when they were touring and stuff so I'm, I'm definitely if... thinking along those lines and I'm sketching song ideas as I go I'm not fleshing them out completely but I hope yeah to... but but still in, in inspiration or, or something the, the other question we asked people when they were traveling is um, we we asked about some of the animals or something that come out of you <laughs> you're laughing there have you run across a, an armadillo or what is it uh, well uh, yeah Maybe a wolf. Unfortunately, I see a lot of dead animals. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I mean, the roadkill has been dramatic. Yeah. I, just because you're so on top of it all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't know if that's really where you wanted to go with that, but no, uh, no, that's that's fine. As good as anything. I I took a I took a shot of a of a a mother snapping turtle that had been hit on a, a long straightaway. It just was really sad to me. You know, like a twenty pound animal and her eggs were 
you know, scattered around next to her, and it just seems so senseless. Yeah. Um, I, I intend to post that up on my Facebook, actually. But but, um, but on a positive note, I don't. I don't yeah, you yeah. probably haven't killed anybody on your bike, right? right? That's the truth. I have and, not. And you've reduced. Any road. And you've reduced your carbon footprint so that some other huge band with fifteen diesel trucks carrying their equipment can can sort of. Be a little bit at ease, right? I can sell Brad Paisley some offsets, right? <laughs> well, how about your your interaction with the guy from 350.org? Um, Bill McKibben? Yeah. It, it, well, it's not been extensive. He's an extremely busy guy. Um, I, I went and heard, heard him speak in Chester, Vermont, shortly before I left. Um, signed my guitar. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, cool. so, I, I have... I have reached out to to them in, in terms of um, seeing if I could get a link of my blog onto some some sort of a link but um, they're very busy and, and extremely involved in um, You're, you have the official approval of I do I have his blessing yes yeah. I made sure to get that I wouldn't have gone ahead with it without it but you're you're doing this and, and one of the, the things that, that comes to mind is that you're you're making this attempt. Um, you're you're almost like a, a fledging, fleshing out the the area for other people to follow, more or less like a the new Columbus of a of an era here. You know, saying that, hey, look look at how I've reduced my carbon footprint. Y- you can do it too. Not maybe so radically, but uh, maybe on on a similar scale. Yeah. Well, thanks for saying that. I mean, I I, I do think of it as attraction. Um, rather than promotion or proselytization, I'm not. I don't like proselytizing. It's something I wanted to do, and, and exactly. I mean, I'm reducing my footprint um, as I do this, and if it inspires anyone else, that's wonderful. Yeah. Well, so which one of these songs on your website would you suggest for us? Oh, oh this, this is what we do sometimes. We let people ramp up their own record like it's an old radio station in the Midwest. It's like, hey, here you are. It's Jesse Peters, and he's coming out. Do you have them right there in front of you? Because I'm drawing a blank on exactly yeah, what, yeah, what you want me to read them. Yeah. we got everything you need in these woods, Cannonball, the illusion of remove, I won't tell mm-hmm. you, new way to fly, and pyramid. I would check out the illusion of remove. Um, just because uh, the the lyric was actually written by my dad, who's who's a poet among other things, and um, it's it's kind of a evocative tune. Hey, how does it's, your family? I believe that's a recording with my trio as well. Ah. A, a live recording with my group back home. Hmm. Um, okay, and your where's your next gig? In case we have anybody from Chicago or the area. Um. Well. My intent is to head towards Dubuque, actually, uh, and I believe it's due west of Chicago. So um, I, I don't yet have a gig um, scheduled there. So that will be that will be yet to be. But moving due get- west out of Chicago towards towards Iowa, uh-huh. um, leaving tomorrow or Monday at the latest. How do you get your gigs? Um, well, it's it's a matter of either going online and trying to stay a step ahead of myself in terms of tracking down clubs and coffee houses um, prior to landing there, 
although just walking right into a place sometimes works the best because they see me, you know, I, I tell them what I'm doing, and often as not, they, they put me right on. And the third way is, is of course, um, having some sort of a connection in the area. And the bike, the bike community? You find you, you get, get in touch with people in the bike community in places? Um, that has not really been happening too much thus far. I, I welcome that, of course. But uh, well, you know, there's a, a bike collective called Think Tank, or I'm not sure what it's called, but there's a, a collective of bike collectives online. Think, I don't know if you think heard Tank? Of. Is it called? I know their their mailing list is called Think Tank, but it's like BikeCollectives.org or something like mm -hmm. that. And you know, you can get on their mailing list, and it goes out to all the bike collectives in the, in country and really might be a good networking thing it sounds like a great resource yeah thanks for that and it's uh, just a technical question how do you get on the internet like how do you stay in touch on the internet on the road Wi-Fi wherever I can find it but the, the, so you just uh, recharge when you're at a, a coffee shop or something yeah or oh. campground yeah cool. plug in all right well um, so I, I'm just gonna play your song here and uh, thanks for telling us about what you're doing and the song and uh, well, I wish you luck. Well, thank you so much for your interest. And, and good uh, luck, man. Yeah, I bet your arms are tired, man. I know mine are, and I, I'm just <laughs> listening to you, man. <laughs> I've had a week off, so <laughs> my knees are recovered too. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Um, thank you. Yeah. All right. All right. Take care. Have a good Saturday. Oh, Thanks. absolutely. Right. You too. Okay. Take care. Take care. Bye. So, just because. He, Mr. Peters here is, is offsetting your carbon footprint doesn't mean you can go out and drive your car today. It's not an excuse. No, it's not an excuse at all, Nick. And, in fact, um, as, as promised, I'm going to leave you this CD with a little bit of um, um, the talk that was given last week with Flying with the Dutch. I know that you've been looking forward to this. I'm going to try and play this for you and, and still get out and say hello uh, I hear that Dorothy's doing a little bit of a folk art kind of checkout um, or check-in uh, over there in the uh, Hi-Fi area this morning. She's meeting over at the Workers, is is it Workers Maybe Workers Dorothy, Building in in in, uh, yeah. in Temple? So okay. um, perhaps uh, Dorothy of the LACBC. Uh -huh. She's doing a bit of an art ride. She's done them before, like she did a mini ride arc, which I thought was kind of weird. You don't want to sort of equate yourself with some other ride, but she did, which and it worked out fine. Nobody got hurt. And, in fact, we got to see uh, a Schindler house uh, from the inside out. This this woman said, oh, why look at it from the outside? Come on in. Look at the architecture from the inside. And it was, like, really phenomenal in that sense. So and so what you have here is Charles Gandhi talking about Dutch biking? Yeah. Cool. Well, not just him. He it was event in Long Beach, and Long Beach has been doing some inroads into it. In fact, you know, you know what? With this piece, and I'm I'm going to do this. Let me, let me play the the intro bike short that they played with it, and you'll get a sense. Um, this this filmmaker, um, Michael Bong, who was uh, Michael Wolfgang Bong, who did uh, the film Fly, uh, uh, Riding with the Dutch. Um, that's what this was. It was an introduction to him, and it was part of a, a bike event. And in fact, the mayor came out for this, and the filmmaker, and a lot of other things. We could play the intro first. 
and then you can get an idea of what's been going on in Long Beach well, from it. And I just want to say we'll play the Jesse, Jesse Peters song. Uh, yeah, let's play the Jesse Peters song right now. You don't want to? Okay, I thought we could close with the Jesse Peters song. You want to close with the Jesse Peters song? I don't know. I, we're, we're having a bit of... But if, of, you're, uh, if you're about to leave, then... I'm not going about to leave. I can, I can stay. Okay, let's play the Jesse Peters We're going to play Jesse Peters now to keep the continuum going. Here we go. Lit up 
in the night behind the hedges The illusion of removing The illusion of removing The illusion of removing The illusion of removing Just an illusion That was Jesse Peters, who's touring with 350.org, his own tour. And it's cool. He sounds like my cousin, who's also who's, uh, from Massachusetts and lives in Chicago as a musician. So, um, DJ Chicken here, head here, here head. Hair. I'm trying to uh, cue this thing up for for Nick now about uh, Michael talking about this is the pre-show that he did for uh, riding with the Dutch as mentioned before this is in Long Beach. Um, Michael. Michael. Like, who is Michael? Michael Wolfgang Bong. And he made a movie about riding with the Dutch. Riding with the Dutch. Okay. okay. And it's it's you, you you think it's like some sort of song. You know, riding with the duck. Great title for yeah, song. it is. It is. Maybe, maybe we could get Jesse Peters to write a song for him. You know, kind of yeah. cross pollinate this whole thing. But anyway, here it is. Um, you can bring up the turntables, even though it's not the turntables. We, that's how we have it queued here at Kill Radio. We still go back to vinyl, and let's see okay. if we can't play it here. Not something on the side, not something that's in your your planner or your uh, you know 
your Bluetooth, whatever it is, it's something that's totally part of your life. Everyday people riding bikes, not just cyclists. We need more. We don't need more cyclists. What we need is more people that ride bikes. And uh, that's what I want to share with you tonight. It's really a juxtaposition of two cities, uh, Amsterdam and Long Beach. So um, I can't wait for you to come along for the ride. Thanks for coming. All right, so that was him introducing it, and we're not going to play his piece here because we're we're talking about having him coming into the studio, and maybe presenting the piece uh, in in its full kind of flaging or f is it flanging? I don't know what flaging kind of kind of way. But what we're going to do now is play a little bit of his Q and A. You know, the the full Monty kind of. We just don't want to play his piece, and he's not here to comment on absolutely or take phone calls from. From people out there in Radio Land. I mean, if he's coming, then yeah, we can. Oh, oh, we'll get him to come. Okay. I mean, even that sounds flanging. But here we go. Here's the Q and A you did afterwards. That looked like models. That was hell of fine. So, uh, see what we're doing. We're attempting to use high quality lifestyle uh, to brand Long Beach. That's a great place to live, work, shop, visit, to carry on a lifestyle that's healthy and active and uh, uh, different, maybe, from what's offered in other places. And it won't be for everybody, but for those that are attracted to, to what we've got here, uh, Long Beach, it, we're, we're positioning ourselves to be uh, very competitive in the marketplace uh, by kids. Uh, we think that we're big enough to matter yet we're small enough to be smart and nimble. Uh, and that's, you know, uh, we can trade on that. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that we're really proud of here. This bicycle matters. Now, let me tell you about this film. This film that uh, Michael Bach has done is a romantic response to what we're doing here. He went to Amsterdam, took his whole family, uh, had the experience, documented it, came back here, and recognized that... Uh, so the the DV player, of course, decided to go critical mass here. Uh, actually, that's supposed to be the right thing. Uh, we're gonna. Oh, I see what happened. It it jogged on me. Uh, let's see if we can't speed this up. It is Kill Radio. Say something for a minute. KPFK. Nick. <laughs> it's we can't we can't mention it at all no i'm not is that saying how, that is that how no, it works no but once in a while you should say kpfk oh okay kp kpfk there you go. wow that's pretty cool you can say that and not get shot for it yeah. isn't there some like ghost of pacifica that's like looking over my shoulder now that's right the spirit we like to call it <laughs> So that was Charlie Gandy, and as we mentioned before, he's come out to a number of events because he's the kind of guy that just wants to promote bicycling, regardless if it's in your city or somebody else's city. I think he senses, like, uh, like Jesse, how well it, it, it sort of works with everything. So here we go. This is uh, Charlie again, but this is the post idea.
All right, well, you guys are still here, huh? <laughs> um, I guess, uh, what do I say? I mean, do you guys have any questions on it so far? Or what do you think? <laughs> Where can we get good bikes? <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, I really wish we had um, Beyond 3D. I really wish we had Smell-O-Vision because uh, you would smell the fritz. You would smell the chocolate, um, you would smell the ocean air when you're out there riding, and uh, I think that's part of what makes riding a bike special, uh, something that separates it from racing here and there with a car, is that basically you're able to really experience a city um, and experience a place that you just can't do it any other way. Um, and the beautiful thing about it is it's really, I think the bike is like the ultimate multitask tool. Everyone talks about it being a, an iPod or the new, what's the new thing now? What's, it, what's the, the new thing beyond the iPod? iTouch, all that good stuff. Um, and sure, it, it's, it's wonderful technology, but uh, every once in a while you got to think back and think, you know what, something that's 150 years old might have been the best multitask tool ever invented. Because it basically allows you to get where you're going, experience the environment, get your exercise, and uh, do something for everyone around you all in one fell swoop. And there's not, there's not many things that do that. Um, what can I say? Well, do you guys have questions at this point, or do you want me to go into a few little uh, tidbits about what it was like filming in Amsterdam? Yeah. <laughs> let's go there. Um, let's see. What was one of the most interesting things? Uh, I actually filmed all the footage in Amsterdam actually using a bike. I actually traveled to... Basically, all my interviews within the city, I packed up all my lighting gear, all my cameras, and I actually had them on the bike. I wish I had a decent picture of it, but I was taking the picture, so I couldn't get a good one, I guess. Um, but one of the interesting things that happened is, um, I've been filming the city for about three weeks, and at this point, you know, I was getting really comfortable with carrying like 50 pounds on the bike and racing to different interviews and stuff like that. And uh, I remember just kind of taking rest on the corner for a moment, and I heard these German tourists, you know, just around the corner, and they were lost. And, uh, you know, I can understand a little bit of German, and I, I heard them say something like, you know, they're lost. They are these, they don't <laughs> and, uh, and then they, they kind of turned and looked at, looked at me, and they said, oh, he knows for sure. We didn't go out to him. And the reason was is because they, it, it looked like I was supposed to be there. Everybody rides an old bike, and everybody carries a lot of stuff on their bike. And uh, I thought, how interesting to fully integrate. All I have to do is carry a bunch of junk on my bike. That's great. That's great you know? And uh, I do understand a little jerk, a little bit of German, and uh, which makes me also understand a little bit of Dutch. But I'll have to say, the Dutch language is, is tough. It really is tough. And, uh, but I can understand a little bit of it, just because of German. I wish I could learn more, actually. Um, the bicycle bachelor party. You know, um, what, what can you say? It's, uh, I mean, but it's actually very, what, what's that? we got to bring that thing along. Yeah. Like you can the city on that machine. How can you like that? You know, it would be unbelievable. Um, B-U-I. We actually have brought B-U-I. it to, is it Milwaukee? It's, it's someplace around that area. They've actually brought one of those bikes. Um, but it, it was a bachelor party, Madison. and it's very normal to rent a bike like that for parties, bachelor parties, all kinds of stuff like that. And what they did is they basically rented this bike, and their whole goal was to ride from the train station to the park, and 
and have a picnic. And all the stuff that happened in between was just part of the problem. And, uh, you know, that's alternative energy right there, isn't it? And a barrel full of beer in the front, and people are getting it off. Um, but it really brings up a great point, is that, you know, people in Amsterdam, they really integrate, I think, just their whole life with the bike. I mean, riding to places to eat, riding out to the movies, all those things are just very normal. And it's just a really, it's a great breath of fresh air. You know, the fact that people are just integrating the bikes into their lives. It's not an extra thing. It's just part of their lives. And uh, one of the interesting facts, you'll notice the movie does not have very many statistics. I'm not great with numbers. But one I read that really sticks in my head, and I think you should remember, is that 40% of all trips in the U.S. are two miles or less. 40%. And uh, that's an amazing number. And to think that most people instinctively will grab the car keys to do a two-mile trip less is, is amazing. Um, there's just so many trips. If you think about your life, um, that you can do on a bike or walking actually faster than you can go and find a spot in the parking lot. Um, and interesting enough, I actually beat that car to the parking lot. That wasn't a, you know, we didn't see that in the movie. I actually beat him. And uh, he was stuck out in that parking lot. If anyone knows that parking lot yes. in Los Altos, um, that's life, isn't it? Yes. I, I, I didn't make that up. That's life. Especially, you know, on the weekend, everybody's doing their thing. And uh, I live a quarter mile from Trader Joe's, and uh, my wife will be baking a cake, run out of eggs, and go, Mike, <laughs> I gotta finish this cake, and in five minutes I can be back with the eggs. You know, where else can you do that? I mean, that's just great to be able to just jump on your bike. And uh, I, I sort of call my bike the chameleon. It's nothing to look at. If you remember a Saturday Night Live skit from the 70s, um, they advertised a car called the chameleon. It looked like junk from the outside, but was beautiful on the inside. That's my bike. It's rusty on the outside, but it runs great. And uh, it's, a tour, it's a tourist thieves. <laughs> um, so that's life, and I, I just really enjoyed it, and I've always wanted to share that lifestyle. It's really hard for me to tell you about it, you just have to see it. And uh, that's why I had to make this movie. And I'm so proud to live in the city where these kind of changes are happening, that momentum is building, people are realizing that we can't just do it the old way. Um, maybe we have to go even older, maybe we have to go back 150 years and just take some tidbits of that and integrate it with the life that we have today. And uh, by putting those two things together, I think we can we can really improve improve the city, improve people's way of life, and uh, make the city, you know, a beautiful place, more beautiful than it is already. Thank you. been to uh, Asian countries yet, and uh, that's one of the places, one of the areas of the world that I want to go. But yes. Well, uh, actually, Chicken Leather has been to Asian countries where they bike, and it's been pretty incredible, but uh, it, needless to say, places like uh, Vietnam and Cambodia, uh, they not only embrace the bike, but they've also made the bike uh, a little, as in Long Beach and Westminster, I'm thinking, they've made the bike almost like a vehicle to, to haul or to carry stuff, which is kind of incredible. So anyway, that, that being said, um, we want to remind you that uh, we're going to try and get the filmmaker here, but uh, coming up 
in in the near not the near future but in the or the immediate future um we're having a bike night over at the bike oven coming up in a, in a couple of weeks we're going to be showing beijing bikes so you're going to get your fill of uh of What's asian that? bikes oh, film night coming up uh the last sunday of the month we're going to show it so that being said uh you can get your we we got a wah donated to uh the bike oven, so we're going to have to figure out how to use it. So we figured we'd have a, a film to go in unison with our feeding frenzy. A walk is a, a, walk. a, a walk. Chinese bike? No, a walk is a, oh, a, a cooking instrument. Chinese bike is a flying pigeon. Okay, anyway, it is <laughs> it is KPFK Kill Radio Bike Talk. And, Nick, I, I think that's uh, that's it from me right now. All right, well, then me too. And um, if you want to get in touch with us, it would be livebiketalk at gmail.com, uh, Facebook, Bike Talk, and kpfk.org. So thanks, Chicken Leather. We had some great guests. We Not a problem. Jesse Peters. We had Mike Roddy, Colin Bogart, and Colin Bogart, and um, this uh, filmmaker. Yeah. Michael Mike, Mike Wolfgang Baugh. Ba. All right. Yeah. Cool. I think it's pronounced that way. You know, when we get him on the show, he'll he'll tell us how his name's pronounced. Isn't that how you do it? <laughs> yeah. So until then, we have we can just say whatever we Kill want. Kill radio. Yeah. Um. I I get to come back later and do talk is still cheap later today. Um. I think we're gonna do uh, a little bit of uh, Japanther, and uh, we interviewed Thunderstorm on the street out there. In fact, they were the guys that told me about it. They had a a unique kind of summer event. That's right. A Monday afternoon event this is what happens with your bike community they go out there they just can't stay still next thing you know there's a monday day concert pretty awesome huh yeah yeah and um that coincided with i guess the gallery kind of event we found it because we'd been to the galleries on the art ride so it's all getting incestuous now you bike you find things you have fun wow what a concept sounds good um all right so we'll see you next week Bike Talk. Bike Los Angeles. Train.